1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So you may have heard that this uh, midterm election is uh, all about democracy, 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 democracy. The Democrats would tell you that if they don't win... If you dare vote for anyone but them, uh, you are an enemy of democracy. Uh, Joe Biden has given uh, not one, but two speeches. One bathed in the uh, blood red light, uh, very Stalin-esque, and another where he was, you know, barely awake, but still uh, screaming at you for not thinking that everything he has done is phenomenal, fantastic, and above reproach. Today is the day that... You get to register your view of how he has done. If you think he's done well, then by all means, vote to give him more power. Vote to give his FBI more power. But if you think that you'd like to have some actual fact-finding missions on the origins of COVID, on the constitutionality of the student loan forgiveness, If you would like to really know what Hunter Biden was up to. Well, then I would vote Republican because that would give the House and the Senate oversight and they could issue subpoenas and they could force Anthony Fauci to testify in front of them. They could force Hunter Biden to testify in front of them. They could force Tony Bobulinski to testify in front of them. Not that Bobulinski would need to be forced because he's more than willing to tell the story of Hunter Biden's business dealings and Joe Biden's attachment to them. But of course, Merrick Garland's Justice Department is not going to do anything about that. Now, you would think that by tonight at midnight, we would know that because you've grown up in America and you've voted in a lot of elections, and that's always been the way it's been, and certainly by 6 or 7.30 tomorrow morning, you would know that, but uh, that's not how it works anymore, according to the White House Reader-in-Chief, Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's
2: just some housekeeping to start. Can you give us a sense of what the president will be doing tomorrow on Election Day, tomorrow night, and if he has any
3: plans to make an address on Wednesday after the results? So a couple of things there Uh, I'll lay out for for you all tomorrow and also on Tuesday. Do you hear the pages
1: turning? She's reading. She's paging through her book now, reading her answer.
3: As I previously said, we expect the president will address the elections the day afterwards. Reading, reading, reading. we have details on the timing of that. We, of course, will share it with all of you. Uh, But but I also just want to note, as you all know, because you guys have covered this these past couple of years, in 2022, it took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting, and also still well. reading. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after pardon me, after the polls close on November eighth.
1: Reading and so not doing we heard it well. The president
3: say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days.
1: We may not know all the election winners for a few days. So,
2: if all of those of us that mm-hmm. voted. Mm-hmm. Early because mm-hmm. they allow it now. Yeah. You can go. I, I'm not you a know, big, record I'm turnout. Not huh? a big fan of the paper ballot, except if you're overseas serving in the military. I'm okay with that, but I I think it's great that they offer two and a half weeks, roughly, of early voting at your election headquarters. So I'm cool with that, and that's what I've been doing the last four years. However. I would have normally voted on Election Day, and yeah. so would everyone else who chooses to vote, and they could still count them all. Yeah,
1: in the past, always.
2: In the overnight, yeah. yes. Yeah. So no what's problem. the difference?
1: Why well, I mean, my, is it different? My assumption is that the difference is uh, they need a little lag time to find out how many <laughs> votes they need. That's my assumption. Uh-huh. And that is ingraining that assumption in people. I just, wow. became, I just became an election denier, I guess. Uh, But I do not find this to be normal, as they are telling us it is normal. But I find a lot of things that they're telling us are normal are not normal. The way that we withdrew from Afghanistan and got 13 brave American service members needlessly murdered, that's not normal. The way we're leaving the border open for 5 million illegal aliens to come into our country, including hundreds of thousands of them who we do not apprehend, that's not normal. Wrecking our economy and giving away our energy independence. Not normal. Everything they say is normal is decidedly abnormal. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all when a partisan hack like Juan Williams goes on Fox this morning and talks about Joe Biden. Thankfully, we had Kellyanne Conway sitting there to rebut much of what he had to say. But listen to Juan Williams talk about what Joe Biden does if, I hope it's not if, I hope it's when. He is
3: defeated in the House and Senate races. Two things to consider. One is he had a very narrow margin, clearly 50-50 in the Senate, and not much more in the House, and got a tremendous amount done legislatively. I mean, we can go through the checklist. But without that, the question is where does he go? Because he's going to, I mean, you know, I, I don't think I stand alone in saying Republicans are likely to take control of the House tonight. So with uh, Kevin McCarthy and Kevin McCarthy under the influence of a lot of far-right-wingers, real caucus types in the House, exactly what can you expect if you're the president of the United States? And the answer is going to be not much. So I think as a result, he has to hope he holds the Senate and can still deal with the judges. And I think he has to intend to make a very clear statement about getting Republicans back on their heels about support for Ukraine. Uh, If they intend to pull out that money, he's going to punish them for it. And lastly, he's going to make a big deal about that he is the one taking on Russia and the Chinese. So he will move more towards foreign policy and away from the legislative agenda.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, He's gotten a tremendous amount done. Yes, he has. He's wrecked our country. He's got a tremendous amount done, all of it bad. Kevin McCarthy, did you notice he's under the far right influence of the (gasps) dreaded Freedom Caucus? We can't have freedom. Oh, Jim Jordan. Uh Uh-oh. Watch out. Kevin McCarthy under his spell in the Freedom Caucus. He's going to punish Republicans for getting in the way of funding for Ukraine. Exactly how is he going to do that? Rail at them? Stumble off the podium? Wander off into the woods? Call on dead people like he's done before? And he's going to take on Russia and China for what? Not paying him his 10% cut of Hunter Biden's business deals? Joe Biden taking on Russia and China? Yeah, that makes about as much sense as hiring O.J. Simpson as a domestic violence counselor. Kellyanne Conway sitting right there had a uh, very, very searing reaction to Juan Williams' assessment.
2: I think Juan just made Joe Biden more relevant on your program than he's going to be in the next two years. You already see liberal columnists dumping dumping him. You see a lot of people in the Democratic Party giving blind quotes about how ineffective he's been. And it's not like he can turn and say, look, I'm going to pass the baton to my female vice president uh, and that she can go for it. I'll elevate her and you can elect her. Nobody wants her around. And they've even stopped calling him a gaffe machine. The Washington Post said he's got a bombless Pinocchio because he keeps on repeating lies. These are not gaffes. These are not slips of the tongue. He actually said that he traveled 17,000 miles with Xi Jinping from China. But he didn't just say it once. He has said it dozens of times. And he said it in a joint session. The White House press secretary can clean that up. The White House chief of staff, who's a tweeter, not a leader, he can clean it up on Twitter today.
1: Yeah, but they don't do that, of course. Now, uh, this sparked... An interesting interchange between Juan and Kellyanne, and when Juan talks here, I want you to realize, I want you to uh, check in. He says what's supposed to be a secret. you've heard all the uh, democracy democracy oh we're under attack. oh, this is the most consequential election ever we could lose our democracy. Juan Williams admits here why all that alarmist talk has been coming from top Democrats past and present.
2: I think they've put themselves in a terrible position, not just for Joe Biden as an ineffective messenger, but a message. The Democrats, Juan, don't have a a communication problem. They have a fact problem. They've passed policies that America has rejected.
3: I don't think that's true. In fact, I think if you look at the polls, I mean, clearly the American people are very supportive of things like lowering the cost of prescription drugs for seniors dealing with climate change. You know, infrastructure. Remember, we used to have, Dana and I used to joke about infrastructure week. He gets it done. But so that's not the issue. I think the issue is, and you know, this comes back to messaging, Kellyanne. That right now, Republicans have had great success in this cycle with messaging. I think, uh, if you want to put it derisively, they push the fear button oh, on crime they and on did. inflation. Oh You've got
2: Obama out there scolding America that democracy isn't on ballot. Jim Clyburn's well, saying say, things are going to fall
3: well, apart. Well, wait a minute. Those, those are issues that, in fact, spur turnout in the Democratic Party. Whoa! What did he say? Those are issues that spur <laughs> turnout in the
1: Democratic Party. <laughs> Oh, so that's what it's about. Uh Uh-huh. Pressing that fear button. You mean democracy's not really at risk? You mean an election actually is a democracy? In action? I would love to hear from you about your experience at the polling place today. Uh, We already have our uh, first controversy. It won't be the last. Uh, A poll worker... In Maricopa County, Arizona, this morning is on video outside, uh, telling voters who are waiting in line, and they're two hours behind us. Uh, and this was two hours ago, so it would be four hours ago, seven forty-nine a.m. He's telling people the voting machines are broken, uh, and are now getting uh, word on social media that that is not true, and that the voting machines are working fine. So, what's your experience here, Franklin County, Union County, Madison County, Delaware County, Licking County? What's your experience at the polls this morning? I've told you guys before, I started to believe Trump could win when I took a drive through rural Ohio prior to the 2016 election. I didn't see one Hillary sign for literally a hundred miles. I didn't see one Hillary sign. I'm like, okay, orange man bad's got a chance. And then that morning I went to vote at my local polling place. Shout out Jonathan Alder high school. And the line was out the door. When it started, and it looked like people weren't just there to like go through the motions. It looked like they were there to get something done. And I thought, people who live around here, farmers, a mix of farmers, a mix of factory workers, a mix of executives. They're not out here at this hour of the morning to vote for more of same. More of Obama policies, and they weren't, so I'd like to know what your experience was at the polls this morning uh eight four four talk nine eight nine eight four four talk nine eight nine our number Rob on the west side. Hi, Rob, welcome to the Bruce Hooley show.
4: Hey Bruce. Uh, first of all, I apologize. I did actually had to vote early because uh, last time around you don't my need to apologize
1: kinda... you don't need to apologize. Well, my... I'm just saying it's not my thing
4: my well my health let me down, and I wasn't able to get out that day. And I wasn't going to let that happen again. Very good. So excellent. Uh, but the the reason I'm calling, um, I've heard you this morning, and I listen to you quite often because I'm, I again with my health, I spend a lot of time with the radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can remember your excitement and just the energy in you after Trump's rally in Delaware. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm hoping isn't happening is we still got McConnell in there. We've still got. Uh... Oh, what happened to Rob? He dropped.
1: Rob, call me back. Call me back if you uh, if you get back connected. Don't know what happened. Apologize for that. I, I can't even tell exactly where he was going. Uh, I don't know if he was going to chastise me for uh, not still being all in on Trump. Let's, let me say. If Donald Trump's a nominee in 2024, I will support him a thousand percent because I know he will be vastly superior to anyone the Democrats nominate. I just believe the Republican Party has better, younger, more energetic, less divisive, less awakening to Democrats options, okay? Democrats are going to flock to the polls to keep Trump from being president again. They will not... Flock to the polls in the same number, with the same ardor, with the same determination to vote against Tom Cotton, although the reports are Cotton's not running, Mike Pompeo, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Christy Nome, Josh Hawley, Glenn Youngkin. I mean, I na- what did I name six people there? The Democrats have no one! Zero! nada. But they had no one in the last election, and they won it because We ran the guy when we had to, and I get it. He should have won, and he would tell you he did win, and that's the thing. He just can't get off of that. He can't get off of saying that he won. Now, uh, Rob is back connected. We have Sarah waiting. We have another call waiting with the name not on the screen yet, but it will be there. Rob, are you back with me? No, Rob is not back with me yet, so I'm going to put Rob back on hold. Take one, line one. Run line one Line one says Sarah. You want me to take Rob on two? Three. Take three. Okay. Rob, are you with me? Hello, Rob. Hello, Rob. Are you there? This is Sarah. Oh, okay, Sarah. Go ahead, Sarah. We'll find Rob, but right now you have the floor.
4: Okay. Well, I voted a few days ago, um, early voting, and I did it more so, but I can say one thing. Uh, last year, I had called the Republican Party. And was trying to explain to them that whenever they have, like, judges that are up there, why can't they put a D or an R beside their name? Yes. So you don't get stuck voting for somebody that <laughs> you don't want in there. Good point. And you, I can get rid of the Democrats in there and get some regular Republicans in there. And, and they actually gave me a sheet with all the Republican uh, judges and stuff that were up there. Well, excellent. I really like that.
1: Well, very good. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate the call. And the judgeships are exceedingly important and i will run through the judges that you should vote for if you want to vote for republican judges because i'm not going to be i'm not going to have the temerity to tell you who to vote for but i'll fill the sentence all the way in if you want to vote for republican judges i will tell you who they are after the top of the hour but right now let's see if rob is back with us rob <laughs> this is rob great what you happened there? what uh, you were you were making a point and then we lost you unfortunately
4: yeah I, and i wasn't chastising cuz i i heard you after we got cut off but the uh, only thing i was going to say is that um Trump hasn't changed, no, and so he has put his weight behind so many people, and the reason we've got such a positive outlook for today is because of that. Now, I wince when he speaks sometimes too, and when he texts and and I would love to figure out how to curb that, but I don't want him to back off too much because he was almost too kind in the people he surrounded himself with the first go around and with McCarthy still probably going to be, you know, the speaker or whatever. And, and uh, Mitch McConnell still being in there and all the, you know, rhinos, but he's, but Trump's bringing in a bunch of young. Yeah. But
1: let me, let me challenge you on that a little bit. Let me challenge you on that a little bit. You say he's brought in these guys and, you know, Vance won the primary masters, won the primary in Arizona. We don't know if they can win the general yet, okay? So whoever right, right. whoever Trump endorsed in the Ohio Senate primary was going to win. It was that close. Right. If he endorsed yeah. Mike Gibbons, Mike Gibbons was going to win that primary. And I think Mike Gibbons, if he had been able to find his voice and articulate his positions in TV digestible sound bites, Mike Gibbons would have been a great candidate. I understand yeah, I like why Gibbons. Trump endorsed uh, J.D. Vance. If Trump had endorsed Bernie Moreno, Bernie Moreno would be ahead by five points right now. There's no doubt in right. my mind. No doubt in my mind. So to say that Trump has, Trump is the reason these guys are winning, I don't agree with that. These guys are winning, we think, we hope, because the person they're running against has a rotten record and a rotten president to run behind. They don't even want to be seen with Joe Biden. So this is, some to some degree, Rob, a, a referendum on Trump if Masters loses – If Oz loses, if Herschel Walker loses, there was a much better electable candidate in Pennsylvania, David McCormick. Trump didn't endorse him. There were other candidates in Georgia that if they'd gotten Trump's endorsement, we might be ahead of Raphael Warnock by 10 points. So it's not, it's the thing like with Trump, this, he's, he's on the ballot tonight with these guys who, and, and people he has endorsed. And so we will see, but he's got to let the 2020 election go he can bring it up some, but to make it the focal point of every single speech and to target people like DeSantis and Vance, who are supposed to be on your team, leaders don't do yeah, that. I know. Leaders I, don't I agree. I, I, I got to I, run. Thank you for the call. Hey, Thank I appreciate you for listening. It. More thoughts on that on the other side of the hour.
0: Thank you so much.